Hello and a warm welcome to the Nordic Leaders Podcast for conversations that matter. I'm David Goddard and in today's episode with my co-hosts Nick Vertigans and Stefano Mosconi, we chat with Wilfred Kroth, mobilizer, regional director and podcaster. Will tells us how he's opening up the basics of entrepreneurship and business design to children of high school age. We start off with Nick chatting with Will about his podcast, Dare to Suck, which he set up with his kids, and then Stefano leads an interesting discussion about the future of digital education. So over to Nick for the first question. Thanks, David. Thanks, Will. So one thing you said brings me a lot of purpose, doing the podcast, Dare to Mm -hmm. Suck. Can you tell us a bit more about that? I would say there is two angles to this whole story of Dare to Suck. And, and one has absolutely nothing to do with uh, the current crisis. And the other angle has absolutely everything to do with the current crisis. Mm. And the part that has nothing to do with the crisis. I mean, if, if, if you, David, Stefano, Nick, we, we jump now into a time machine and we go back to the age of 15 we meet our younger selves, then we probably, at least for me, um, well, you are somewhere stuck in school. You might even question that what what is school good for? If somebody asks you that, what do you want to become in the future? Then uh, you you might have a clue. But then again, at least I didn't have any. Um, There was, and and of course, please remember, this was the time before the internet. Uh, There was some job fairs and there was maybe some small attempts from schools to teach about um, all different options there is in terms of work. But at the same time, did I listen to that? Not really. So I had very little input. I had very little um, guidance in terms of what's even possible. And, and I think that's a bit of a problem um, when you are young. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we should teach our kids uh, and say that, hey, you need to figure out at the age of 16 what you want to become in the future, otherwise you will be a failure. Not that kind of uh, uh, approach, but more like provide them with different seeds of thought. And, and that's why I say it had nothing to do with, with COVID. The fact that my oldest children, uh, they are now the, the, the oldest kids are 15, uh, 15 and 16 years old. And they are coming exactly into this phase of life where they are questioning and wondering. And me as a parent, I recognize that, of course, I have an opinion and my wife has an opinion and, and we can give, give them different angles. But at the end of the day... <laughs> I mean, go back again to your 15-year-old self. Nick, did you really listen to what your mom told you all the time? Did you really believe in that? Um, no. well, I, I, I had a bit of a challenge. So that's why I brought in, and that's why we discussed with the kids, hey, you don't have to listen to all of this, what, what, I, what my opinion is, but let's try and figure out interesting candidates who can tell us about it doesn't have to be entrepreneurship only, but it can be, um, yeah, it can be, of course, a, a superstar like Peter Westerbacher, who, 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 is, who is a superstar here in Finland, who has been done doing a lot. But it can also be a rising star from Beirut. We interviewed a, a girl called Sarah, who is struggling and, and building up her business in, in the Lebanon. Then we have uh, burnout survivors. We spoke to Rosanna 
Marilla, who, who just recently wrote a book. Uh, we spoke to, to, for example, Bettina Hernberg, who, is, uh, who has been suffering eating disorders. So, so a lot of different angles. We're trying to speak to people who have something exciting to say, and that can be within entrepreneurship or outside of it. That's, uh, that's lovely. So do your kids listen to the podcast? They listen to, I mean, they, they, are, they are part of several streams here. And first of all, not all of them do listen, uh, but what all of them do is they participate either in the recordings or then we're making outros and intros. Uh, we are selecting uh, who we would like to interview. And then when it comes to, to wow. of course, what I'm competing against is I compete against TikTok. I compete against uh, Snapchat, <laughs> Instagram, what have you. So to mm -hmm. coming back to your question, Nick, do they listen to all of the episodes? Absolutely not. But so it requires um, a lot of, let's say, um, convincing and sometimes even a forceful um, uh, approach in order to make them listen. But my huge benefit is I'm recording this podcast from my car. I'm driving every week at least 2,000 kilometers bringing the kids to all kinds of events and sports and competitions. So there is a yeah. good chance that we are not listening to, to Radio Nova or something equivalent, if that even exists anymore. <laughs> but uh, we just have to listen to Dare to Suck. Excellent. What feedback have you had from the family? Well, it was, it was different. I started this whole thing already during the summertime. I said, I, this is not my, my work. This is not bringing me any money. So what I needed to do is in the summertime, once vacation kicked off, then I also started with this whole project. And the kids, it was really important for me that they know what I'm doing. They are part of it. And because I do it for them and with them. So that's why uh, it was a joint journey. Uh, the only person who I left out was my my spouse. And, and why did I do that? Uh, it, it, it reminded me very much of... Why uh, did you do that? Why did I do that? <laughs> we are all wondering that, really. I mean, yeah. why? why, yeah. why? This is the, now we've got sort of the big question, haven't we, now? I think everybody has... Be careful with the answer, Will. And I'm sure that she's listening <laughs> in, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I somehow had the feeling that if I share this in the beginning with my relatives and with my mom and with my parents and with my wife, then they will probably say, podcasting will get a real job. This is crazy. And that's what I wanted to avoid. So I started this whole thing and then I recorded a lot of episodes. I launched it with the kids. And you know what? Then, then my wife saw it on Spotify. She listened to it in the first episode and she actually had tears in her eyes because she said, this is this is just fantastic what you guys were building up here. So um, it had a nice end, uh, a beautiful ending for me, at least also personally. But in the beginning, I thought, let's not share this too much. This is not going to end well. But, but I, I think you, you had quite, quite a good comment there that you are fighting with your kids. You're fighting against uh, social media, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, what have you. And, um, you know, I see it myself. I also have, have two kids and, and it's, it's quite hard to, to get them, um, pay attention to, to something like reading a book or, or, or even studying. Sometimes we have to remind them that, uh, you know, mm -hmm. they, they have to study and, and get something, get, get to learn something. So, um, j just wondering, um, you, you mentioned before that this was part of a larger project and, uh, 
and and this project is just to help your kids to kind of solve those questions that that they are having right now in the in the adolescence so are, are you are you succeeding and, and what do you see is the future i think yes um I mean, at least the parts that, uh, or the episodes that they have listened to and the episodes that we are discussing, um, they, they find them very valuable because exactly what I said earlier, I mean, for example, the, the younger boy, he was just like I did when I was 15, wondering what, what is this whole school thing even for? I mean, do I, do I really need that? And of course, as a parent, you say, yes, of course, you, you have to do this. Come on. But, uh, but then he listened to one of the episodes where I interviewed a guy called Tommy Kaukinen, uh, who, who had the same feeling at the age of 16. And he listened to Metallica and he thought that, um, or maybe also Aerosmith, I don't know. And they thought, you know what, I, I, I don't need that stuff. I mean, I, I can just, I can, I can survive by myself. Screw this. And then he went out and he found himself a couple of years later cleaning the, the Stockholm Metro uh, as a trash picker. And, uh, and that's when it hit him and he thought, oh my God, this whole thing is going to end badly if I, do something, if I don't do anything about this now. And then he went back to school. He completed school with flying colors. He went to an elite university and, and he is who he is today. And that story resonated, for example, extremely well with the kids because that's what can happen. Uh, and this is not mom and dad preaching. But it is something that happened to a real human called Tommy, who is, by the way, a really cool guy uh, to listen to. So I think it succeeds to a certain way, to a certain extent. And, and it also helps the kids that we are surrounding ourselves with, the friends uh, that my, kid, my, my kids are with. But you were also asking in the beginning then, um, Stefano, that is this, is, this, is this all there is? And the answer is absolutely not um, the idea was never to have dare to suck as a podcast just as a standalone concept what i'm trying to do here together with a work group um, we are trying to think a little bit further and not just how dare to suck as a podcast format will remain because it's it brings you motivational content but what I think is the next step is to go into, into digital learning materials, uh, digital education, online courses in, old, in order to make Dare to Suck applicable. So you can try and test yourself with different uh, formats on how you would, for example, become an entrepreneur. Right. It's quite funny because just, uh, just this weekend I finished the, the online version of, of a training I've been giving for the past four years. Uh, for for a client, and I'm planning to release it also, also for for the kind of B2C customers. And uh, um, I, I also learned a lot doing doing that kind of on-demand training. Um, mm. So, do you think that this is going to be uh, something in the future, or is it just that now everybody is stuck at home, and and the only thing we can do is online trainings and video trainings and on-demand stuff and webinars and all of that, or do you think that really something is changing in the way how we we are approaching learning? I believe that uh, digital education formats and digital learning materials are not just on the rise, but they are here to stay. Um, and of course, they come in in, in different forms. 
So as you said, that there might be a game-based content, there might be immersive learning, micro-learning assets, uh, virtual reality, artificial reality. So you have a lot of different formats that, that, you, can, that you can promote. And I think that's what we saw uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, at least here in Finland in, in March, when schools were shutting down, all of a sudden this was put to a test. And, uh, and of course, it worked. The technology worked. All the meetings, of course, I remember the first day when we all were at home, a family of six people, um, four of them being in virtual school. We had to find our roles. But honestly, that was, that was a very smooth process. Technology never let us down. But one thing that struck me, and that's something that we haven't, we have too little data of because we have very little experience with it, is the fact that school, physical school, is not just school. Uh, a teacher is not just a teacher. And, and if you now, if I go to school and I meet my teacher there, I meet my friends there, I'm spending a, lot, a large amount of time at school. My teacher is, of course, telling me something about mathematics, for example. But at the same time, she might also be a very inspirational leader for me. She might be somebody who is a bit of a shrink because she listens to my problems. Um, she might be somebody who is able to give me advice. So all of that stuff, all of these roles, the additional roles that teachers have, cannot be completed by digital education formats. And, and I think that's something we really have to bear in mind in the future, that how can we combine these two? Because what struck me, as said, all of a sudden the kids were at home and I recognized that I, I have the role of a father. I also have the role of a person who goes to work and needs to do work stuff and be the person he is there. But at the same time, I, I should be, you know, so much more that the teacher usually is. And, and that's, that, that's what I found hard to do. Well, pa parents usually are quite bad teachers, I, I found myself. Mm. And, and yesterday, actually, on, on the topic, yesterday we were discussing with my wife about languages. She, she studied both uh, German and French in school. Mm. And she told me that the German teacher was, uh, was someone who was really scary. And, and while the, the French teacher was some, someone who was really loving and, and then she ended up actually, you know, graduating in, in French and she, she doesn't remember a word of German. So uh, I think that, that there is some, something in that. I mean, there, there is, um, as you said, the, the, the teacher is not just someone who's uh, passing on information, uh, but is someone who's uh, being a sort of a role model and, and, exactly. and should help uh, our kids and all the kids to, to become better human beings. So the, the question that I, that I have now is, is how, do we, how do we inject that into, into digital learning? And do you have any, any examples, any experience, any ideas how we can actually have that uh, uh, role modeling in the digital learning uh, format? What is the future? Well, what, what comes to my mind here as an example is, um, and that struck me as well as a very positive way of how we can still stay also inspirational in the digital education format world, is uh, when I spoke to a lady called uh, Loli Lopez Montenegro, who is uh, the CEO of Boom Writer. 
And BoomWriter uh, is, is, is a learning platform. What we basically do is we write books together. And, uh, and that happens in the following way that we can do that from home. We can also do that in class. But I, for example, David starts to write the first page of a book. Then David passes this first page forward to you, Stefano. Then you pass it forward to Nick. Nick passes it forward to me. And we, we write a book together. Sometimes we even don't know each other. But we, we have this process, this creative process that we are enjoying. And at the end of the day, we might be competing against other classes or against other people. Or, or we just might decide we, we, we launch this book um, as, as, um, as something that will be published. So for, for me, that was a brilliant example that if you are able to be inspirational, collaborative, maybe also a little bit competitive, um, and then at the end of the day, you have a result, like, for example, a book that is not just for the school, but for the whole world to read, then it's a nice process that is guided and, and, and where the teachers are still keeping these different hats on between learning out some information and being inspirational at the same time. So yeah, that for me was a brilliant example of how these two worlds can be combined. Right. So the, the, the sort of experience and the collaboration uh, yeah. uh, you see that, that, that can be enabled during the digital learning process, the digital education process. Correct. And, and, and the, the role of the, teacher is is the role of, of not just someone who's passing information but is the role of a guide and sort of a coach of, of a team uh, is, is that what you're pointing at yes absolutely it's a player it's a player coach uh, a position so you find the teacher on the field but you will also find the teacher on the sideline and and i think this is now this is going to accelerate uh, enormously because technology will just give us tools that we have never seen before it's i mean online courses are great the one that you mentioned before that you completed but i think it will become much more interactive and and we maybe will sit in a in a virtual reality studio or hooked up with artificial intelligence in order to 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 study david what mm. what what do you, what have you heard Lots of interesting stuff about the future of digital education and it, as always, provokes more questions. So I have, I think we could, we could wrap things up with one question each from, from, from your three hosts. So my question to you, Will, would be, what would you most like to change about the teaching of entrepreneurship in Finnish education? Well, after you say Finnish education, I think we are blessed here. But at the same time, I think there is two challenges. The first challenge is that, that there is still too many hard skills taught at school. My, my dream is that we would maybe work a bit more on the, on the, on the soft skills. So what I said earlier, uh, people like Rosanna, Marilla, um, knowing a lot about burnout, how can we bring this topic of burnout already to the awareness of kids in high school age? Or I uh, spoke to a guy called Ari Isorautio, who has been working as an as a executive consultant and, and management consultant uh, and manager before he was himself hit by burnout. And then he started his own yoga practice. And now he wonders how he can bring yoga into schools, mindfulness into schools. 
So my dream is where we a place and a time where soft skills and mm -hmm. teaching children how to be centered is a bit more um, in, in, in the front row than what it is right now. Thank you. So, Stefano, to answer your question, what I heard is some um, thoughts that digital education is, is here to stay, but perhaps we have to find the right kind of hybrid model in education and also find the ways to, the, and there are ways to keep it inspiring as well. And that kind of te teacher-student relationship is there too. And part of that is the teaching of those soft skills that Will was just talking about, which I think is, you know, the learning of the soft skills is harder to learn from, from an algorithm. So, Nick, you're very quiet over there on the back seat. What, what, uh, what, what are you thinking about? And uh, what's your final question for Will? Yeah, thanks, David. I'm just sitting here staring out the window, you know, wondering when we're going to be there. Um, but, um, are we near the couple of things. <laughs> when are we going to get there, Dad? Um, but yeah, I, lots of interesting thoughts there from from Will, and I love the idea. I think Stefano mentioned this thing about the importance of the teacher, the mentor, the support person. You know, everyone remembers their favourite teacher. Stefano's example was the French teacher and the German teacher. Um, so people just have such an important impact. On what we do. Um, I love the idea that Will's podcast is for and with his children. I think that's wonderful. So maybe I'll go back to the podcast. Will, a tricky question for you now. What else do you suck at? You mentioned Frisbee golf. What else? I think what was funny to recognize when I started to record these, uh, these episodes also is the fact that, and I mentioned to you earlier, that my, my personal North Star when selecting these episodes and running these episodes are, are, are the kids, that what would be interesting. But um, what I had to learn is a sucking part that I had is, is I, I think at least in my motivational world, I, I still come very much from this management by Perkele um, kind of um, episode uh, that, that happened a couple of years ago. With uh, with people like Stephen Balmer and Jack Welsh and, and and Steve Jobs and you know all these masterminds then so I somehow had the assumption that that this leadership style um, is something that we should also transport um, um, or maybe communicate a bit further. It's an interesting one, but I, I found out very quickly that this is again you can hit the explicit button then here on the podcast. But management by Perkele is is something the kids these days definitely don't recognize <laughs> so uh, so so we are more like uh, these richard bransons that we are we are looking for and that was maybe an evolution from for myself that i had to go through thanks will thank you and stefano you have the final question we have the final question yeah um, teachers have been trained for the past whatever mm -hmm. 10 20 years to do certain things. And, and now that the, the methods are changing, um, they, they, are, they not all of them might be ready for these words. I, at least I'm not ready to work in this, in this way yet uh, fully. Uh, it's been six months for me working remotely. I met my team once in six months. It's been quite tough because you kind of miss the human connection. Mm -hmm. And um, so a question to you is, is uh, does this 
change of format also call for, for, for a change in the way how we educate the teachers themselves and what kind of skills they have? I think this is a brilliant question because it brings us to a fundamental uh, flaw that, that we are currently facing. Technology moves at an enormous speed. Um, I would say the, the capabilities of, of, um, of even my kids to capture something and to keep concentrating is, uh, is getting less and less. I mean, sometimes I was wondering if I was just happy if they were able to concentrate for 10 minutes. Right now, I'm happy if it's one. So uh, because we are competing, as you said earlier, against all these social media platforms. And, um, and at the same time, what is also a bit worrying is that schools are by default underfunded. And, uh, so, and that's a very bad mix. You have an extremely fast-paced environment. You have, as you said, Stefano, you have, you have teachers who actually, I mean, it's great to have an entrepreneurial course in, in, in your, that you can choose from in high school here in Finland. But how many teachers have been entrepreneurs themselves? Um, probably not too many. So they struggle with that. And I think we put a lot of pressure on them teaching stuff that they have never even been trained to do. But that's where we come in. I think that's where the Nordic Leadership Network comes in. This is where people like, like, like you and me come in. This is where the Dare to Suck podcast comes in. We have to help together with, with all the experiences that we have made, with all the capabilities that we have in terms of creating online courses and, and, and digital content, we have to support the schools and the kids in order to, to deliver that material and to, give, to, to, to somehow bridge that gap between what a mathematic teacher is, is teaching and, and what we would like to, or what we can contribute with in terms of entrepreneurship, for example. So it's on us to to uh to make this system better and we can so where, where can we find your podcast with what our listeners can find your podcast well uh the dare to suck podcast is available on all major streaming platforms so from spotify to apple to stitcher to to google amazon everything uh we are listed there and the easiest way is probably to either type in dare to suck or then my name Wilfried Groth, which is a bit more difficult, but maybe you can... I think, I think there are two suckers easier. Yeah. There are two suckers easier, yes. And there's <laughs> only two. I think there's one guy who is making camera uh, video suggestions. So how do you film movies and stuff? And then there is ours. So even if you hit the wrong one the first time, the next time you get it right. So thank you, Will, for joining us today. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Great. Great to have you here, Will. So... Thanks to our listeners as well that uh, stayed with us so far and um, see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Cheerio. Hey, listener. It's Stefano here. Since you got until here, we think that you might like the podcast. It would mean so much if you could leave us a five-star review and share this with as many of your friends as possible. This will help us be discovered and spread the news. Can you just take five minutes and do that for us? Thank you.